Welcome to the Marcus Morning Radio Show for January 18th, 2023. How the hell are you? No, it's not Tuesday. You have made it to hump day. You are over the bulk of the work week. And you are on that final trail of excellence that is your life. Now listen, y'all. Okay? It's not about the days we miss. It's about the days we're here. Unless you're a, a surgeon. And then I think the days you missed might matter more. 
Because just think about, you know, you got a schedule. You're about to rip out some appendix, maybe a boob job. I don't know. But then you don't show up. Now we got no boobas and a burst appendix. So depending on your individual life circumstance, I guess it really depends. Um, what matters really depends is up to you. <laughs> I don't know. But one thing I do know is there is some wild stuff going on, okay? You take four days off and the whole world changes. All right, it's January 18th. It's Wednesday, 2023, year of our Lord. We're in the 20s again, y'all. I don't know. I personally like the, the close of the 20s a little more than the 2020s. If you, you know what I mean? They just, they weren't all pajama bottoms and crotchless wop panties or whatever they're called. It was a different world in the 20s. Okay, you wore suits and ties and boulder hats and men didn't cry. It was a different time. Y'all, no, I wasn't there. I'm not that old, for God's sakes. One thing I can tell you, as a man who appreciates the past, I also completely respect the hell out of the future. Because here's the thing. We romanticize the hell out of everything, right? We romanticize the hell out of our past relationships. We romanticize the hell out of our old life. You know, when things were better, when the sex was longer, and the hair was beautiful and blonde, and you were rich and skinny and whatever, whatever it may be. Typically as humans, we go back and we look, we look towards what was rather than what is coming. And I think if you do too much of that, you're really asking, you're, you're asking for a bad time. Because by living in the past, the rest of your life is more or less being told that it has not enough value to be considered. I think that's crazy. The future is unwritten. Every single day can be different. You honestly do not know what can come. And here's a perfect example. From the times of old when you were so, like, basically, if you had a head cold, you were dead. Okay? Your nose starts to run. They're like, well, cut his head off. We can't do anything about it. Like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm, pro I'm not sniffy at all. I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, plague, remember? Plague, kill him. And there you go. So now you're dead. Okay, and then we advance through medical, you know, we learn about sanitation from, is it Lady Godiva? I never remember her name. Mother Teresa. She learned a lot about, um, you know, medical sanitation. It comes a little easier, right? You no longer get your foot chopped off because you stubbed your pinky toe. But as we continue going even further, not only have we learned CPR, not only have we learned that if you strike a, a heart with electricity, you have a potential of making it work normal again. Not only have we learned that if you let some bread go moldy, you can kill some of the most aggressive viruses that have ever existed in the world. Not viruses, but back, you know, okay? Because viral's different. Viral's a bitch. You don't want a virus. You want a, you want a bacteria. Bacterial infections are a lot better, okay? <laughs> but what has happened now? And I can tell you right now, this is crazy, man, because this is the future, okay? This is what will happen. And if we live long enough, Death, the definition of it is going to be very, very different, my friends. So I got to let you guys know about this because it's crazy. Pig organs, which for those who don't know, the anatomy of a pig and the anatomy of a human are actually pretty um, close. Okay, we do a lot of experiments on pigs because their biology and physiology is very similar. Not perfect, but very similar to humans. So we can use a lot. We can use a, derive a lot of data from pigs and use them on us. So anyway, so pig organs were revived one hour after animal's death. One hour. And let me tell you, that's a long time. When in the world of dead, because technically dead, like when you're dead, 
it is not what the movies or TVs would ever show you, okay? If you got the boop, you're dead. Like, that is dead. That's called asystole, and it means boop, there is nothing left. There's no electrical activity. You don't shock asystole, right? Because it doesn't do anything. Asystole means your, your heart is no longer pumping. If your heart is no longer pumping, it means that your organs are no longer, no longer receiving oxygen. And when I say that cells die really fast, I mean really fast. Our body without oxygen, it's a banana in the microwave, y'all. Okay, and it's in that microwave is two tiny boxers beating the shit out of that banana. Okay, that is how fast our body dies without oxygen. That's why oxygen deprivation is such a killer, right? It kills you so fast. So when you're dead, it means you're dead, dead. Like you got cell death. Even if we get the pump going, your cells, they're gone. They're not coming back. Okay, you can't give them oxygen again because they're dead, okay? What these people have done, which is so cool, so researchers have restored circulation and some cellular function in the organs of pigs a full hour after they died. An hour after they died. It is so cool. So what they did is scientists pumped a blood substitute through the animal's bodies after cardiac death using a system called Organex. So that's like the name of the company. All right. A device similar to those. So when you get heart transplant, they hook you up to this big machine. And what this machine does is it essentially pumps your heart for you, for you. But I mean, this machine's as big as a jukebox. It's huge, right? It's absolutely massive. Well, when they do like heart transplants and heart bipops, bypasses and stuff, that's what they hook you up. So your body keeps having oxygenated blood flow because again, you don't have oxygen, you die, okay? It's that simple. <laughs> so this is a similar machine, but what this machine does is it pumps a blood substitute that contains um, the pig's blood and 13 other compounds that help promote cellular health and suppress inflammation. Because real short version, inflammation kills us, y'all. It is one of the biggest reasons we die is inflammation. If it's muscle inflammation, if it's cell inflammation, it cuts off our blood supply, it makes us die. Inflammation is how our body helps itself, but too, too much inflammation and we freaking die. So by controlling these things and getting them back to going, it's just unprecedented. It 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 because here's an idea, right? There's an old there's an old adage: you're not dead until you're cold until you're warm and dead. Meaning, if you go to save somebody, okay, and they're in like an ice river, and they're dead, right? No pulse, no nothing. Technically, we're going to try to save that person a lot, lot harder than somebody who was in, say, like a car accident. Because the point is, we have found that through coldness, our cellular breakdown is much slower. So doctors have learned, listen, for some reason, sometimes when we heat people up after doing a bunch of medical stuff to them, they come back to life. We don't know why yet, but we have a good idea. So ultimately, as long as this motherfucker is cold... We are going to do everything we can to warm him up in a way that brings him back to life. It's freaking cool, man. I've like I've learned all about this stuff. It was you're not dead until you're warm and dead. I remember I that will stay with me forever through my training. So it's a similar idea here, right? Something that these people are doing 
is more or less kicking these cells back to life. Like they're being slapped back awake by this shit. And this in its absolute infancy is going to just, it's crazy, man. Cause like, I don't see this for living long and not having diseases. We're supposed to die, have diseases. We're supposed to die. But what I see is just think about the trauma. Think about the people who it's not their time, right? And I'm not saying anybody chooses whose time it is, but unforeseen, unplanned deaths. And plan's a weird word to use there, but you know what I mean, right? Like you catch a, a, a golf, you know, you're eating a jawbreaker and you suffocate. This might let you be alive if it takes you a while to get to the hospital. That's cool as shit. That is so cool, man. <laughs> so just to kind of wrap this one up, the system slowed. So here's what this blue blood did, right? The system slowed cellular decom decomposition and restored organ function. It's crazy. And what it did is it, it, it made the heart contract an hour after it died. That means an hour after it died, this blue blood shit made the heart pump, which is crazy, man. That doesn't happen. We can't bring organs back to life very well. And the fact that these scientists have figured it out, it's changing the world. And as much as the, the past is wonderful and we learn lessons from it, never shut your mind to the future, y'all, because there are people out there who are doing amazing things, and I want you to know about it. So, let's hear it for the pigs, huh?
Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That was Look No Further by Greta Greeny. And before that, we have It's Gonna Be a Good Day by Mike Stringer. Now, listen, there's a reason I do a mix of music and information. Do you know why? It has been proven time and time again that if you want to brainwash somebody, you do music and talking. I don't know why it works. But I'm getting you guys, aren't I? (laughs) Of course I kid. But no, ultimately, there's two parts to the music. One, I think it's important to bring music into the world. Okay? I can't use any famous music because of DMCA. None of those artists want their music to be heard. So we go and we find the obscure, fun stuff on Epidemic Sound. And I'll tell you, I have discovered tons of songs that we don't like. But you know what? Every now and then, we find one we do. And that's pretty cool. And I got to say... So as we mix it up between music and news and all things cool, the Marcus Morning Radio Show continues for this January 18th. Now listen, if you're from Colorado, there's quite a few things going on right now. One, if you've been here longer than five years, your entire past is being destroyed and replaced by cocksuckers and assholes. Excuse my language, but it's true. Colorado is being killed and it's not happening slowly. A good example of this is no further than the wonderful world of Inglewood, Colorado. Now, I don't live in Inglewood because it's a city. Cities are shitholes of, of, yeah, you're Jason. They're shitholes. But, I mean, all mild jokes aside, cities are tough because the biggest thing about cities is they have more money than people. They have more people than they need, and they use that money to keep the people there. They don't care who people. They don't care what people. They just want people. They need bodies. They need bodies to justify their role as a ruler and a leader. And that's a shame because that's not what government's for. Cities were not created by governments. Cities were created by people. The only reason that governments can have so many rules in cities is because people have such an inability to take care of themselves. When you are dependent on everyone else for your food, your shelter, your knowledge, your livelihood, you are a slave to whomever is the keeper of those resources. Okay? And that's why I don't live in a city. If you like living in a city, you like being able to walk two minutes from a homeless person, good for you, man. That ain't me. Okay, I don't mind having a little bit of inconvenience for privacy, comfort, and a real-life existence. I'm not a city guy by any stretch of the imagination, okay? And this right here is the number one reason why, is because cities have no sense on what the fuck is going on. They have too many people, and because of that, nobody cares. And this is, there's never been a better example. So for the second time, a Colorado library is closed due to meth contamination. Now, if you guys don't know, Colorado's got a little bit of a meth problem. It has for a long time. It's been a constant battle. Some states have Coke. Some states have liquor. We do meth. (laughs) I don't know why we do meth, but Colorado does meth. All right? And the problem is, though, is a lot of times when you find people doing meth, it's not somebody who's doing it in their own house, out away from everybody, not hurting anybody. It's somebody who is either in an apartment smoking meth so that the kids below them die and then lighting their house on fire so all the people around them die. And if you're homeless in meth, you go and find public areas because in Colorado, the public areas recently have been turned into homeless shelters. That, unfortunately, is just the truth of what is happening. Colorado has become soft on homelessness. And all that means is 
homeless people from other states are coming to Colorado to reap the benefits of the system. I know it sounds like I'm anti-homeless. I'm not. I've helped tons of homeless people. But the more I helped, the more I learned they don't need help. They just need to fucking do some work, man. I just, every time I brought them food, it was just like, hey, can I get some money instead? And I was just like, why don't you work? And it's just like, you know, man, I just don't really get by. And I'm like, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But in a world of we want to all be good people, we want homelessness to go away. What are ways to make it not such an issue? I can tell you right now, not having a state that a headline such as library closes due to meth contamination is one of the best ways to start fighting homelessness. Because essentially, here's what happened. Okay, under the recent years, because Colorado has become a pro-homeless state, they have lowered a lot of the laws that allow police to um, mitigate homelessness and drug use and stuff. They've become soft on crime. Well, as soon as that, as soon as that came out, as soon as that got out, the good word, <laughs> and here comes the homeless people. And if you don't think homeless people travel state to state during the seasons, you're, you're woefully uninformed because they do. They literally have schedules. I, mean, I have talked, I've sat in the street with these people and talked to them because I ultimately wanted to understand. I wanted to understand what is going on. Am, am I, should I be mad at you or should I feel sympathy? And so through understanding, I gained kind of like a middle ground when it came to that, okay? Next, Florida, man, try next California. I wish Colorado was coming next Florida. Um, <laughs> give me Florida any day over Colorado. But no, we're becoming LA, man. I think I remember you, Jason. Um, but so with this soft on crime, soft on homelessness, you know, I'm not saying we go out and hang them by their toes and beat them. That's ridiculous. But if somebody is causing harm, they should not be allowed to continue causing harm. Because here's what happened, y'all. During the time, especially during the winter, okay, these libraries, these DMVs, these uh, city parks, they just start to fill up with homeless people because it's cold. And if you can't afford to leave or <laughs> you don't have the will to leave, you find where you can. And now that cops can't really tell homeless people to leave public areas anymore, guess what's happening? Homeless people are smoking meth in a library, in the same bathroom that little kids go into. They, in this article, I'm not even going to read it because most of it's like trying to say that it's okay that there's meth contamination in a library. It's like, well, you know, it usually doesn't happen, even though it's the second time. And typically we don't have to deal with this, but we are going to lock the door now because of all the meth. And it's just like, how in what world do we just put on these blinders and say, we don't, need to, we don't need to pay attention to this anymore. It's okay that people smoke meth in the same bathroom as kids in a library. We're okay with that because now what we're going to do is we're just going to spend 100K cleaning that bathroom. Because instead of policing a criminal who doesn't care about smoking meth next to a kid, no, 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 that's not the crime. We got to spend 100K to clean a bathroom instead because that, that will make society better. That will fix the meth problem, right? It's crazy. We think we're helping these people by letting them kill themselves. So it replaced meth with a noose. So we just let people walk around with a noose and they're looking for the first bridge they can to tie that rope and jump off. That's what we do. We just let them, hey, there's a noose person. Hey man, you need help find a bridge? 
right? That's how we treat us. That's how we are as a society. So in a world where I got to pick a library bathroom being accessible to children without a lock or a meth head, I'm always picking the bathroom. Uh, okay. Because that's the thing. We're picking sides. We're picking who gets to flourish. And right now, we're letting meth heads flourish. Just, that's where we're at. And I think we can do better. And it's not about giving out pamphlets. It's about treating people like a mature adult that can handle punishment. If somebody smokes meth next to a kid, they deserve to be punished. And if we are a society that respects humans as humans and not, oh, well, because that person's a drug addict, they're not, they don't know better. They're dumb. They're stupid. They're not as smart as us. No, they're smart. They live on the street. You can't be stupid and live on the street. You know how hard it is to live on the street? It's very difficult. So once we start respecting homeless people and treat them the way that we treat each other, hold each other accountable, hold them accountable the way we hold each other accountable, it's amazing what these people will reach to. It is amazing how they will step up. But I promise you, if you don't hold them accountable, they won't. They never will. They never will. They didn't end up homeless on accident, man. I'm telling you. You don't, they're not less than us. You don't think less of them. But you definitely don't destroy our world for them. You put out a hand and say, come on, come with us. And if they don't, see ya, man. I got another hand that I got to reach out to and I'm going to pull this person forward. Because if you don't want to fucking come, this person does, we're taking you. We're taking whoever wants to work. We're taking whoever wants to do better. That is the human way. That is the American way. And smoking meth in a bathroom, in a library, next to kids, ain't the fucking way. I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe I could change for you once again. 
Yes, yes, yes. A million times, yes. <laughs> I don't <know>. That... <coughs> Excuse me. Woo! That was... I'm Coming Home by Colby. Toby. Rip. And then followed by that, we got A Night to Remember by The Fox Drop. Now listen. I keep saying that a lot. You know, that'd be a good shirt, wouldn't it? Now listen. And you got the hand, and then on the underneath the now listen, there'll be a hand there. Fucking get, I'll hit him with the, I'll hit him with the, the knife hand, right? Now listen, right? And then you throw it out there. Cause here's what you're here for. And I'm going to give it to you. You're here for the information that people don't care about. And yet affects you, affects you the most. You know what people care about? They care about if they're, if they're not pregnant, they care about pregnant people. If you're not straight, they care about straight people. If you're not gay, you care about gay. If you're not this, you care about that. If basically I've had a realization last night, everybody cares so fucking much about all the stuff they don't have a control over. Elon Musk buying Twitter, rabble razzle, right? Fucking Walmart moving into your town, rawr, I'm angry, right? People, uh, doing whatever they just everybody gives to get pissed you know people don't get pissed about their inability to keep a schedule nobody seems to get mad about that people never seem to get mad that they have a dream that they never chase they they're they people don't seem to get mad about they're in a toxic relationship that is stealing their happiness no they'll deal with that they'll endure that but no elon musk a trillionaire at the time buying a business for 44 billion dollars you got news articles screaming about it. You got Twitter blowing up about it. Casual conversation at the watering holes. Unbelievable, right? And that's the, that's the pulse. We care about celebrities fucking each other. Okay, we care about Epstein fucking everybody. and nobody. But then, you know what we didn't care about? All the other people that fucked these kids and nobody, nobody we didn't even care, right? That Joel Olstein girl or whatever her name is sitting in prison for sex trafficking to ghosts. Right? There's no list. There's nobody's getting prosecuted. The, no, we don't got time for that. Everybody's got time to be pissed about the war in the Ukraine, but no one's got three goddamn seconds to even figure out why it's happening. Nope. Send money. I don't need any background information. All I need to know the Russia's bad, Ukraine good. <laughs> right? They just want to be part of a tribe, and it pisses me off. Because being part of a tribe doesn't involve any thinking. You don't have to think to be part of a tribe. You just got to listen and regurgitate. You don't got to be critical. And that's why tribalism on the internet is so gross in general. Because <clears throat> ultimately, what are you accomplishing? Screaming? Yelling? You're not changing dick. And if you're on some like cancel brigade, you didn't do anything. You were part of a mob. You were part of a mob, be it good or bad, you are a mob rule, and I don't want mob rule. I don't want the most angry people to be in charge. Or <laughs> I'd be the king of that goddamn world. But you know what I mean, though? Because I wouldn't. Because there's people that are way more pissed because they're just pissed about their emotions. People love to commit to being angry, or people love to commit to their emotions because there's very little consequence to just leaning into something that is generated naturally in your mind. You don't got to do anything to be mad. You just can be. You don't got to do anything to be sad. You just can be. It is the most 
It is the lowest level of effort you can put to, towards your life is just following from one emotion to the next emotion to the next emotion. You deserve better. So if you found yourself pissed off about Elon Musk buying Twitter, but you also play video games, let me just kind of tickle your balls for a second and kind of show you what's going on here. So just last year, in 2022, one year, one year, there was $150 billion spent on, on game acquisitions. So basically, studios buying studios, developers buying developers, and shit, you know, companies becoming bigger. One of us. One of us. And ultimately, I don't have anything wrong with companies buying each other. That's what happens. You grow, you buy, you become bigger, you grow more, you acquire, you innovate, you become bigger. But the problem is when society is so quick to just kind of pick and choose, well, this is okay, but this isn't okay. And they don't realize it's all the same shit. So $150 billion was spent in 2022 by these companies. So take two, the people who made um, GTA, they made Let's, It Takes Two, and a bunch of other. They're actually, they, um, they made a bunch of cool games, but I'm, I don't got the memory, right? We're not here for specifics, we're here for ideas. So in 2022, Take Two announced that it would spend $12.7 billion to acquire Zynga. So what Zynga is, is they do like Farmville and they have mobile games and they make money, y'all. They make money. Zynga makes crazy money. Because mobile, mobile games is such an unbelievable market. There is crazy levels of money to be made in mobile games. And Zynga was the king of them. Okay, so take two by Zynga, $12.7 million. Okay, but that's not it. <laughs> Because in February, Microsoft bought Activision or is trying to buy Activision Blizzard. Now, there's a lot of back and forth. It's been taking a year to, you know, honestly, that's not unheard of. The amount of time that it took Elon to buy Twitter was crazy fast. Like the fact that he grew or grew that he managed to buy Twitter in one year. It's crazy. But ultimately, Microsoft is about to buy Activision Blizzard. Because right now, they have an offer for $68.7 billion. Billion with a B. Billion with a B. Which still doesn't even hold a flame to the fart that is $1.7 trillion for um, our government spending. Just so you know. So you think there's a lot, baby? You should look up higher. Because I promise you, it gets that much more. Okay, but remember, people up in arms because Elon Musk could have solved world hunger with 44 billion except it's not true at all right but that's everyone screaming right 44 billion for twitter what the fuck like ah oh! the news were attacking him everybody's attacking him but meanwhile 68.7 billion eh, you know it's just a thing it's just a thing that happens so not only did microsoft um is in the process of buying activision blizzard so call of duty World of Warcraft. Imagine all those games now being owned by Microsoft. But last year, Sony 
bought Bungie. And if you guys don't know Bungie, Bungie made Halo. And you could arguably say that Halo made X Xbox. And without Halo, there'd be no Xbox. So Sony, the, the direct rival to Xbox, Microsoft Xbox, bought its very first like unbelievably successful developer, Bungie, which is great. I think that's fantastic because now people, like again, people love to get up in arms, right? Like all these, but, but now Microsoft once owned, now Sony does. So ultimately as big as a company gets, assets still get traded back and forth. But don't worry though, Sony only spent 3.6 billion dollars, right? Only 3.6 billion dollars on a video game company. Video game company. Remember, we used to be made fun of, y'all. We were on the we were on the dark dark side of society as gamers, and now people are spending 3.6 billion dollars to buy one game company. And as you guys know, this one hit us real close to home, okay? New York Times bought Wordle because they're bastards, <laughs> okay? They reported a seven-figure fee, seven-figure fee. I don't, see, I don't see how much, but you know it was a lot. Seven figures, what is that, 20 quadrillion? No, that's a million, right? Seven, no, yeah, seven's a million, six is a hundred thousand, okay? But no, it ain't over because it has more going. So Netflix, yeah, you know Netflix? The one that put Blockbuster out of business, that basically put the entire rental, DVD rental industry out of business. So Netflix is trying to get into the world of video games in, um, with its Netflix games label, which is amazing. As of November 2022, Netflix has six internal game studios. Now that I didn't actually know. So you're telling me Netflix is developing video games right now? Shit, let's go. I love that. I want that. I want Netflix to make games. I want anybody who has money to make games so that we have the choices. We have the options. There's going to be so many bad games. That's okay. That's okay. But that's amazing. And then the very, very... Um, now, this is one thing that I did. I learned about this while I was researching this. So there is a Swedish gaming giant that is known as Embracer, okay? Who's ever heard of Embracer? No? Nobody? Nobody's heard of Embracer? Yeah, me neither. But did you know that Embracer is one of the biggest game companies on earth? They have over 10,000 developers in its ranks. 10,000 developers. And it's a, it's a game, it's a gaming industry or company that probably nobody for the most part knows about it except for like the super 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 nerds so as we all like to think and pretend that we know what's going on in this world i need y'all to just humble the fuck up a little become educated because the the information changes constantly and all the educated means is that you have a mind that is willing to listen you have a mind that is willing to learn and you have a mind that is willing to challenge bad information. So when you get up in arms about a company buying another company, make sure you really know what's going on in the rest of the world so that you don't look like a fool screaming into the abyss. So as 10 o'clock comes, my friends, we have once again landed upon the doorstep 
of a Marcus Morning Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 18th, and you are wonderful people. Today we talked about pig organs coming back to life. Colorado dealing with a little bit of meth. And ultimately how video game industry can spend $150 billion in one year. So from the basement dwellers of old to the eSports tournament gamers of new, thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. I hope to see you in the Marcus show. And if not, I'll see you tomorrow. Much love, y'all. Have a great one. Say no! no.